Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your unentertaining host, Brian Wilson. And I'm with your a Y. Beleaguered host, Jay Wilson. Beleaguered? What does that mean? I'm 80% sure it's a word that means tired. Okay, um, I feel like a lot of your opening words you always use, you're not even sure if they're words. Well, you gotta swing for the fences. I'm tired. I worked really hard today at work. Yeah. Showed up to the podcast about an hour late. Uh, yeah, everyone in the studio is like really pissed. We're gonna have to give uh, Scotty overtime now. Yeah, he can just have my overtime. I didn't get any overtime. Um, no. We just got yelled at for idling the bus outside for too long. Price of fuel is high. It's just um, mayhem out here. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, I do want to hear about you being tired, if that's what you want to talk about. But before we get to that, I do want to say that later in the episode, our goal is to talk about something I think we've mentioned briefly on the podcast before, mm-hmm. which is the fact that uh, having a significant other is kind of like doing life on easy mode. That just kind of came up more for me recently it like Mm -hmm. more ways came to mind so i kind of wanted to just hash it out with you kind of brainstorm kick the ball around on those ideas Uh, but then also i kind of wanted to discuss because uh sydney and i were both simultaneously in a funk recently mm. so i kind of wanted to talk about that too how sometimes being in a relationship when you're both on a on one of the down times cannot be like life on easy mode so that's what we're getting to later, but Jay, yeah. you're just visibly tired. Well, simultaneously being in a funk, while good for a, a jam sesh, can be bad for life. Um, I uh, I wouldn't say I was in a funk today. I was like, I was crushing it today. I'm gonna say that I was working. I was working really hard. I was really focused. Um, in some ways. It was a good day, I'd say. It was just too much day in one day for me. Um, yeah, because like, it was a lot of day. I was, I was hamming up with the coworkers. I was getting my stuff done. I was shooting emails. I was receiving emails. I was approving forms and drafting other forms. Um, I was all over it, Brian. Um, I told you, even my restroom breaks, I was productive. Um, not just in the sense of like properly completing a trip to the restroom, but also like usually I take that as a short break, a respite and, uh, for sure this, I was just like, I was organizing my, my ride to the airport for Wednesday on, on, on on the toilet. Um, so you're going to ride the toilet to the airport. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm riding, <laughs> riding the hump to Disney World. <laughs> um, that is a reference to a comedy special. Um, anyhow, yeah, so, and like in the middle of all of it, I'm super busy. Get the text from Kelly, Wordle in three. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> Tried the Wordle on my, because the second bathroom break was my productive one. The first bathroom break, I did the Wordle. Six guesses, Brian. Oof, that's I got, brutal. I've got time for Wordle. Did you do it today? Do you care about the Wordle? I stopped doing Wordle years ago. Well, Brian, 
the word was, I believe, uh, block. And I tried clock and some flock? other. What? Flock. flock. No, the word was flock. I tried clock and block. So I had two guesses at the end where I had four of the five letters and I was furious. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> That'll happen. But, you know. Plus, I had two great for... I'm talking too much about Wordle. Um, so, right. <laughs> I just want to cut in and say that I have... I said I'm the uninteresting host or unentertaining host because I have literally nothing that I is going on in my life that I want to talk about. So Wordle is good for me. Well, Brian, I had two of my... Since you ask, um, I had two of my uh, best first words ever. It was root, which is one of my classic starters. But then I went adios, Brian. You can use Spanish words? I guess. Um... <laughs> But I got all the vowels except for Y, and all I got from the first two guesses was two wrong places for a singular O. And I was just like, well, this isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Then I came up with the gem of phony, and all I got was the right place for the O. Man, I was not getting rewarded for for the level of performance you were putting out there. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I get for working hard. Um, But... Yeah, and Kelly has this, uh, Kelly introduced me to a concept that she was raised on, um, called you have to win to be loved, uh, which, really, yeah, so, (laughs) it was something they would jokingly say, but I've adopted the joke, um, I like that, I think that's a healthy, healthy, uh, concept to foster in a family oh yeah uh and especially a good environment to foster with your significant other when you compete in a single event on a daily basis uh that means Uh that only one of you ever gets loved so (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh but yeah so anyhow no reward for jay wilson today only hard work and sacrifice um but yeah I uh, had some good convos with the coworkers though. One of my coworkers, uh, Mike, I've mentioned him before. Uh, at one point, we were on a good tangent about like systems and like the things you do specifically in a weird way that you might not tell people. Oh, okay. Systems, as in like the ways you do things. Yeah, not like, not like electromechanical systems no, 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 or no, mathematical. Right. Not systems of equations. I was breaking down how I pick the egg from the carton, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who's listened to the podcast for long enough knows that there is a significant system. There is not oh, only yeah. a round robin tournament to determine the strongest egg. There is also a weighting consideration for how the egg carton is picked up from the fridge. Yeah, and an orientation that the egg carton rests in the fridge. But, uh, cause we were just ta- laughing about different systems. And he said, I mentioned that I had an egg system. And he said, I have an egg system. And then <laughs> after telling him my egg system, he said, my egg system is not that complex. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but he did have an interesting system. Sorry. Uh, do you have anything you want to say? I was going to say, do, was it chitty, chitty, bang, bang that had the weird, uh, what do you call those machines that, like, they do a bunch of stuff but nothing actually happens? Ruth Goldberg? Ruth Goldberg? Yeah. Did they have, like, a RuPaul's crazy machine that, like... Goldberg machine? 
Did they, in, was it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, they had a really complex machine that, like, delivered an egg to a plate? Maybe. And then he, like, I feel like then he cracked open the egg and a chick flew out, maybe. I don't know. It was, it was really weird. I feel like I remember that. Not to mention it. Um, I can't remember for sure, but I'm definitely going to be YouTubing that after. Scotty, pull that up. <laughs> what do you mean, the print version? Um, <laughs> no, but, uh... Yeah, because, and I forget if it came up before or after, but he was telling me, because uh, he's mentioned multiple times this particular UDF coffee that he likes with a particular creamer, and he's saying, he always says it's the best thing ever, and then we were just laughing, because I, in that moment I said, Mike, you've talked about this exact coffee that you get, like, three different times, <laughs> and he was like, it's the best, and then I was just like, all right, what's your, like, exact system, so then he gave me the exact system, and there was way more nuance than I thought, so I was excited, because I love just, like, random systems, but uh, he was saying, you fill it up, you get the medium cup, and I was like, oh, not the smaller or large? He's like, yes, yeah, so you get the medium, and I'll explain that later. <laughs> and then he said, but you get the Remember that. That's going to come into play later. <laughs> he said, you get the medium cup, you fill it up till there's about a half to three quarters of an inch left before the top of the cup. And then he said, okay. and then you find the chocolate caramel international delight creamer, and you fill it up to the very top of the cup. <laughs> <laughs> the very top? I feel yeah, like he that's said, he said, aggressive. He said, you get it so it's flush with the lip. Then you take one of the stirring <laughs> straws. And he said, because they charge per cup. <laughs> and, oh. and he said, and now, I bet you're wondering... Er, he said, and because you get it flush, and you've left that specific amount of room, I can guarantee you it will be the perfect temperature to drink. <laughs> He said the oh, ratio okay. of cold temperature to hot is a consideration coffee. too. Yeah, so it's a thermodynamics issue, um, or heat transfer, I should say. Uh, but Brian, so you fill it to the top, you gently stir it so as not to break the surface tension to where it spills over the sides, no, and then of you course. and then you select a lid from the from the middle stack. There's three stacks vertically aligned in front of you of lids. You go to the second stack because you don't know who's touching that front stack. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then you put that lid on your coffee and you buy it. <laughs> Quite the system. Yeah. So so now I will certainly be stopping at a UDF before I drive to the Columbus airport on Wednesday. Well, there you go. You got the system down. Yeah. I, I do have the uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Egg Machine video up. Oh, yeah. How poor of podcasting content is it for me to share my screen with you right now so we can watch this egg machine together we could do a little uh, verbal breakdown of what's happening as we're seeing it no i, I don't think it's worth it you don't i will so? say though it is a pretty ridiculous machine it also cooks it grabs a sausage and cooks the sausage well you know but to cook the egg it does not bring the pan down to the stove it brings a burner up to the pan <laughs> so that was pretty intense i want to say i think that um a close second in terms of like podcasting gold to uh, a close second to verbally breaking down a scene from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is talking about maybe doing that and then not doing it. <laughs> well, now do we have to do it to follow through? Would that be better or worse? <laughs> I think we need to. I think we need to pull up. <laughs> We're going down a deep, dark podcast hole. All right. 
The stream is live. Oh, this is not what I meant by pull up, but now we're in it. The stream is live. <laughs> Wait, are we actually doing this? Well, you have the stream going, Brian. Alright, so you can see it? This is good quality I can for see you? it. Um... I can see it. Okay, wait. Yeah, I can see it. All right, it's a little choppy. I have the volume. Okay, so off. you stacked four teacups and you just dropped all just of them. <laughs> Jesus, I need. To, do I need to watch this movie again? I don't. I feel like it's probably so one of those. There's an movies. egg Ferris wheel, and he selected two off. Of, the Ferris uh, wheel is gone for no reason. Yeah, the Ferris wheel seems pretty unnecessary. He placed them at the end of the line. Now there's a train. Moving plates along a track. <laughs> May rival uh, selected a sausage and it placed the sausage on the plate. This might go down Wait, as our worst on. podcast segment ever. Um, <laughs> the egg is being selected by two whisk-looking apparati- apparatuses. Apparati. The egg has been cracked onto a plate? Oh, so it's cooking the egg on it's the plate. Heating, is that possible? It's heating the plate. I guess, it, I guess it depends on the plate. It, like, it raised looks, a Bunsen burner it, up to the plate. It, yeah, and it looks like China. Okay, so like now the plate is like riding down maybe? a roller coaster. And Straight the ch- children are not being scolded by the plate that just cooked an egg. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the video has ended. <laughs> yep. And that was it. Oh, man. So... C- confirmed there is an egg contraption in the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I guess we should encourage the listeners to pull up that video before listening to that <laughs> segment. Maybe we should They have... can watch along live. You know what? Rewind right now. <laughs> pull up the video. I'll wait. We should have said three, two, one, start, I think. Yeah. Alright, let's do it again. Starting <laughs> in three. <laughs> Dear God. No, okay. You can try and I time just it thought up. it was only You can try and time it up roughly. When I remember when I said I can see it about 5 times in a row. Uh-huh. Just go like 2 seconds before the first I can see it and you'll be about timed up. Or you can just yeah. watch the and video separately and then listen to us. I don't that or you or you can just watch the video and just not listen to us anymore. <laughs> Let's just post the audio of that video as the podcast this week. Um, yeah. Anyways, but it, Brian. The video title is Chitty Chitty Breakfast Pickering. <laughs> has has 97,000 views. 97,000? Um, the, cha- the channel name is Scott Clark. Mm. So let's get Scott Clark some views. He's only got 50 subscribers. Let's 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 bump up those numbers let's, a Yeah, bit. let's bump that up to 70. <laughs> <laughs> if we, <laughs> we can get our entire audience to watch this man's video i wonder if there's a copyright rule there he probably can't monetize anyway you know what no forget it oh boy jay unless the not much is going on in my life bang these bang. days <laughs> oh man i uh yeah i'm surprised i feel like you're working on a van and working a job yeah, that's it. Well, working the job significantly less as I put more time into the van. Uh, but yeah, a lot's gone into the van. I keep getting things, but I keep... We're at a weird place where I feel like everything needs something else to be done before we can do it. But I I can't find the one thing that's holding us back, you know? So you need a Gantt chart so, is what you're saying. I really need a Gantt chart. <laughs> it's like, we have... I feel like there's a lot of things I'm just waiting to do. Yeah, yeah. so... What is it? The critical path method? Where you find out, like, what mm-hmm. can't be delayed and... Le- what... 
you find you like kind of reverse track it from finishing to like see what thing has the potential to delay all other things, and then you focus on that thing. I think is what we were taught. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was fiddling around with my bullet points before this, and I think I've determined that the ceiling needs to go in. But we also figured out that we need to stain the ceiling after it goes in. Mm. So that's going to be a tricky one. But I think we can do it. That can't Other be that tricky. It. I feel videos. like staining is easy. I've never stained anything. You never stained other than my other than my shirts on accident. So it's really easy. I stained I thought... that uh, skateboard that you ruined. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I feel worst about in my entire life. And honestly, I, I always make a joke about bringing it up, and then afterwards, I'm always just like, "Ah, he feels so bad. I really shouldn't make a joke about that." <laughs> Well, just know that I feel the same every time I bring up you rolling the car, so... Nice. Tip for tat, I suppose. <laughs> Both equally... Uh, equal ramifications. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, a lot of van work. We're making good progress, though. Um... Oh, but I wanted to tell you just a preview of how easy it's going to be for you to stain that thing, theoretically. Um it's like, imagine painting, but then just wiping it off. Okay, but I feel like you have to wipe off the right amount. No, you just, you like, it's all about how long you let it stay there. So you like, you can just paint it all and get like, you need to get a relatively even coat and then you let it sit mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. And that affects how dark it is, I think. And then you just wipe it all off. You wipe everything. I feel like it's really like dirty. Well, I mean, you ruin whatever rags you're using to wipe the stain off, but... Yeah. Regardless, I've left that to Sydney's responsibility. I'm not going near it. Oh, to me, it's a really, like, satisfying and hard-to-mess-up thing. It's like, you know... Okay, you know when they have the cakes, Brian? Where they mm -hmm. ice them by just, like, spinning it and pouring this, like, frost... This icing that has, like, a glossy finish to it over it. And then it's, like, on a platform where all the excess frosting just drips off, so then... You can just be real messy with it, but then it coats it all perfectly. Never seen that, but Never should we pull that? up a YouTube video of it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're watching Season 4, Episode 9, uh, or Collection 4, Episode 9 of Great British Bake Off. You can see uh, <laughs> you see Arnold. Uh, no, but yeah, it's uh, like mirror frosting, I think is what it's called. And um, it's satisfying, because it's one of those things where you just dump it, and then like it's you can't mess it up, you just need to coat all of it. So staining okay. is kind of similar in my mind, where it's like, yeah, as long as you do it, you you done it. <laughs> well, the other layer of it too is that I know Sydney is very particular about how she wants the ceiling to look and mm -hmm. how well it's going to match the floor. So I'm just leaving that in her court. And she also stained one of the furniture pieces that we have in our house right now. Mm. So she has a little more experience with it. She knows exactly how she wants it to look. So yeah, leaving that on her plate. I think. If I may lodge a complaint against Sydney, as I like to do on the podcast, <laughs> when I am safe and can't be challenged Where? directly by her. <laughs> yes, proceed. <laughs> no, um, this, is, uh, this isn't a knock on Sydney, it's more of just a, an observation I'm going to make. I think this is why men are perceived as less artistic. We're not given as much input, or not input, but like opportunity to, to gain these skills. Although standing is probably one of the things that is more of a wood shoppy like guy thing to do, like staining the deck. 
but mm-hmm. like painting or like other things. Well, I don't know. I guess guys, maybe I'm just trying to gender roll it for no reason. But like, you know, the things that like guys generally aren't asked to do. Yeah. Like uh, painting our house, Sydney oh, yeah. was like, "I'm but gonna." I'm paint not gonna it. assign I, that one to genders <laughs> because I think that was just your situation, and I think that like, I don't think universally men don't paint houses. Yeah, that's fair, but um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna get it right if I never get the chance. Yeah, for sure. I think particularly in my case, it's with things like that. I know Sydney cares a lot more about how it looks yeah. than I do. So, giving her, or I mean, I guess I probably care about how it looks too. I want it to look nice. I don't want it to be messed up. But, but you're you have a, a coarser filter on the quality. Yeah, and I have an easier time letting things go. So I'm like, if I just leave Sydney in full control of this, she'll feel a lot better about the whole situation. Mm. Like if I try to help, she's gonna be worried about me doing it wrong. So I'm just gonna let her do it. Well, that sounds like just poor team management <laughs> well no because then i go over and i'm like running the like miter saw like cutting off the ceiling panels and then like getting them ready for that i suppose because she doesn't she she has run the saw and she'll run the drill but she's just like i she prefers me to do it because she's like yeah. you're more confident with it i she's more confident in my ability to do that right mm. and she's more confident in her ability to do whatever else right yeah so i so. guess for me it's just uh i've constantly i feel like been in a pursuit of trying to trust others for projects like especially when i'm just doing like group work in college um mm-hmm. but i think conversely there's also the skill of being able to know when people are going to do a bad job yeah so that when it matters you can say no don't do that <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, like, I, I was letting you practice your craft here before, but now it matters, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sydney did also just have her first major breakdown, I'll say, in the van, where, nice. I don't know, we spent a long time working on something, and then it didn't fit quite right, and we were like, we're going to have to do this again, and it, the words were said of, I'm sick of this, I hate this van, I don't want to do van life anymore. <laughs> and I was like... And she was dead serious. Like, she was enraged. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, let's take a step back. We all get there sometimes. Uh-huh. I, uh, slightly more whimsical example is, like, I lost, like, I was all excited to play ping pong with my coworkers, and then I lost, like, four games in a row that I thought mm-hmm. I could have won. And I think the last game, it was, like, 15-20, and then I brought it back to 19-20, and then he won by just grazing the corner of the table. No. And then I was just like, screw that. Like, fuck all of you. I hate this game. It's stupid. <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> I, I didn't actually leave, but it, it was all in good fun. But it was just like, yeah, damn it. I understand. <laughs> but then also, with a van project like this, it's like, I think for engineering, a lot of the... A lot of engineering is identifying a problem, trying to figure out how to solve the problem, trying something doesn't work, try something else doesn't work, try something else, it kind of works. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, this kind of works. Do we want to keep this or do we want to try again and get something that works better? Yeah. And that's just kind of the name of the game. Whereas and really, Sydney and I were talking it about It really does beat down for, your will of like feeling bad about getting things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Sydney was saying that for her work, 
the whole system is established. Like, the research is done, they know what works, and they're just executing the plan. Mm-hmm. So, we're coming from different worlds here. So, she's getting a lot more frustrated just because, I don't know, there's probably... I don't want to say there's less frustration in her normal work, mm-hmm. because I'm sure there's a lot of frustration, but different kinds of frustration, It's I like suppose. there's always a clear goal. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, I don't know, not to say that, like, I don't get frustrated in the kind of things that, like, I encounter in engineering, but it is, like, more of a thing where, like, when I'm putting a report together, I'm just like, alright, I'm gonna paste this graph in here, I'm probably gonna have to redo the titles three times, and then I'm gonna realize it's the wrong graph and have to rerun the simulation. (laughs) Or, like, reformatting a lab report. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you're trying to beat the toads in uh, Mario Super Strikers. Oh man, yeah, it's just you can't win. <laughs> but um, yeah, yep. so I think I think playing video games really prepares you in life for getting terribly frustrated. Also, well, I think it's also scarier to mess up on a van that you spend a lot of money on and whatnot. So all understandable, yeah, especially like I don't know. You'd imagine. If you're working on a van for a year, eventually it's going to line up with, with, like, you having a bad day or, like, something going wrong on it to, like, you're almost guaranteed, like, a non-zero amount of really shitty days working on the van. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In fact, most of the days fall more towards the shitty side than the good side, so. Yeah. But we're learning that, and then you're like, all right, time for another shitty day. (laughs) So anyways, we love van life. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but Jay, I think we've gone long enough. We've this has maybe been our peak of aimlessly talking about nothing in particular. This is, but I think, my max brain output right now. So just buckle up for the most ludicrous subject zone you've ever seen. <laughs> All right, I'll double buckle. You are dealing with uh, mad cow disease brain, Jay Wilson. It's it's just sponge up there. <laughs> All right, well here we go. <laughs> I don't know if that might be just completely... You might have to cut that out. It might be intolerable to listen to all three of us. (laughs) All three of us? Who else is here? The actual singers, Brian. Oh. Oh, yeah, I guess they are singers, huh? It's acapella. Yep. It's Chocapella, if you want to look it up. That's the name of the song. They can't know the secret formula. (laughs) Um, I do want to say also, every time I listen back to the podcast, when that segment plays... I picture, like, a, uh, what is it? A title sequence? It's not paper, not, yeah, a, a transition sequence, but it's not paper mache, it's like there's paper cutouts of us, and like a paper cutout of a bus, and then like us riding to the subject Like zone. a stop motion? Yeah, like, kind of like how the opening sequence of South Park is. Yeah. Where you can really tell it's paper cutouts, and not actually <laughs> animation. Well, maybe I picture that, but us in a bus with Cletus riding to the subject zone. Well, when we have the video version, that's what we'll do. No, we really have to. I liked the video version that we did a while back. I started to look at it, and I was like, that was kind of cool. But that would also be more work for one of us, and 
I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was easy to video record on Zoom. I wonder if you can video record Discord. I'm sure you could. We'll look we'll into it. Look. Scotty, write that down. <laughs> um, and then people can see our uh, paper animation transition piece and also we can watch chitty chitty bang bang live (laughs) (laughs) i really loved the slow zoom on the logo we had before and this is officially enough meta podcast talk um welcome (laughs) to the subject for the remainder of the episode we are just going to watch the entire (laughs) movie chitty chitty bang bang and people do that that's like a genre of youtube it's just like Streaming somebody watching things. What kind of world are we living in? I don't know, man. Anyways, like, Grant watches streams that will last for weeks. Wow. They're on the whole time? They, I think they will, like, technically stop it. They'll, They'll stop streaming for sleep. But they'll have the stream open, and it'll just say, like, be back, I'm sleeping. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? So are you telling me the world record that um, iCarly set when they did the 24-hour <laughs> webcast? That's not the record anymore? I'm gonna go out on a limb. <laughs> but there were rules. They were, like, actively doing things in that whole web show. Yeah. I feel like putting up a sign that says BBL, sleeping, doesn't count. I don't know. Why would they, they even leave the stream up? Because they're doing a streamathon, Brian, and people can donate to keep the stream going longer. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that there. And we're gonna we're gonna go on into the subject zone. So speaking of life on easy mode. Yeah, I'd say streaming and not doing anything on your stream is easy mode for streaming. <laughs> Yeah. But in relationships, in life, I suppose, having a relationship can make it feel like easy mode. It can. We'll get to that later. I've but I gotten... want to talk to you first about all the ways that it is easy mode. I can't help you out on this one, Brian. Well, I mean, maybe a little. I've had brushes with it. Kaylee and I have never cohabitated, which I feel like is a big part of it. Yeah, that probably opens a lot of doors and windows. There was one time... Where I was in a lecture during a window of time when people were offering free ice cream at Baldwin. Ooh. And I was like, I guess I'm missing free ice cream. I can't miss my thermo lecture. Or no, it's heat transfer. And Kelly and I had found the free ice cream the day before and I had been like, oh shit, I can't go. To which then I'm sitting there in my heat transfer and Kelly finds what room I'm in by looking at my schedule that I had sent her months before. And she finds me, and then brings me ice cream. And I was just like, hell yeah! (laughs) What a gal. Yeah, so that was definitely easy mode. I mean, somebody just brought me ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, that's the definition of easy mode. And uh, she she got me a water bottle when I lost one. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly mostly gifts until this point. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we should say this isn't going to be a great episode to listen to if you're don't if you're not in a relationship and you wish you were that that it'll be kind of sad. All those that. nerds. And also, if you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel like easy mode, then you might have other problems on your plate. But well, and I think gonna, even the best relationships aren't always on easy mode. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about at the end here. But uh, 
for now we're going to keep it happy and light as we oft do on the podcast. So Jay, I guess I'll just run down the ways that I think uh, having a significant other makes life easy mode and then you can rebound off of that. So Uh first one I have is just the simple fact that some activities don't take more effort to do them for two people. Disagree. I mean, continue. (laughs) Um, For example, cooking. If you're going to cook for just yourself, it's not that much harder to cook for someone else as well. Hmm. So therefore, by having two people working together, each person has to cook half as much. I'll say... I would have to re I would have to buy some strategic cooking implements. Implements. Yeah. Like a bigger bowl? I would need a giant a bigger pot? enormous pan. A truly absurd pan. <laughs> Wait, what? To cook two people? I We're already... not cooking people, Jay. We're cooking four people. I already have to do multiple batches of certain things because the pan's too small. Well, you might just need bigger pans, period. Exactly. Well, Brian, when you're doing meal also, prep for a week. Well, yeah, are you doing one meal for a full week? Yeah. I mean, okay. So, Sydney, when she meal preps for us, will often cook, like, three or four meals. You're not just cooking one meal four times, are you? I'm cooking enough servings to feed me for lunch for a week. Yeah. I feel um, like that's not crazy. Know. Maybe instead of cooking one meal twice, you could cook two different meals, and then it won't feel like your pan's too small. That's twice the ingredients. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... I would say, if we're trying to live life on easy mode, then cooking one meal is easier than cooking two meals. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna need a gargantuan <laughs> pot, I guess. I'm going to need so that to you click can... the top right corner of everything in my kitchen and drag it, like... A solid inch across the screen. It's going to be, everything's giant. (laughs) Jay, why do you have a five-gallon bucket on the stove? I'm making spaghetti. (laughs) I'm cooking for me and Bertha this week. (laughs) Who's Bertha? Are you boxing out, Kelly? (laughs) I don't know. I picture Bertha as someone who eats five gallons of soup in a week. <laughs> it was spaghetti, first of all. Second of all, Kelly and I were talking recently about how you nearly derailed Kelly and Jay 2.0. <laughs> Wait, what? How? So why? Speaking, of, speaking about Wait, life... Wait, why is it 2.0? Because 1.0 was when we almost had a thing freshman year. Oh. But, because what was it? It was... We were getting closer, and a vibe was a-stirring again. And then I had a conversation with Alex, and he was like, Yeah, Jay, I think at a certain point you gotta just, like, make a judgment call one way or the other. And then I was like, Hmm, that's some that's some good advice. I'll, I'll, like, think on that. And then I talked to you, and you were just like, I don't know, man, I think just let the tension build. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a very... So I was like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah, I can do nothing? I don't have to make a decision? <laughs> I it depends on what mood I'm in but sometimes my advice will just come in the form of what I would like to see if I was watching a romantic comedy (laughs) you bastard in some cases you gotta let the tension build because then the reward at the end of the movie is so much more gratifying and to be fair Kelly and I it did work out 
and I think we have a pretty good story, but, um, and I do, in your defense, think you were joking. I think you've said that before. Yeah. A lot of my advice is <laughs> joking. Always good to give somebody Which who's seeking advice pro- from you a joke in return. <laughs> Which, yeah, I guess you should make it clear that you're joking when you give advice in that manner. Um, Ooh, okay. Anyways, um, I just thought that was funny, but... Okay. The next one I have is cleaning. I feel like you don't necessarily have to clean twice as much when there's two people living in a house. Depending on the standards of the other person. (laughs) That's true. I'll leave that there. The other (laughs) one is grocery shopping. (laughs) Yeah, I think best to leave, leave that sleeping beast lie... Um, in terms of specifics, I don't want to dive into that. That's an easy, that's bordering on the hygiene event horizon. (laughs) 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 Where you can just circularly talk about how our gross habits are better than everybody else's. Um, but Brian, uh, I think that could arguably be one of the things that makes a significant other not life on easy mode the most. Yeah, having different standards for... Yeah, because it's, How you keep the it's house. next to impossible for you to adjust your values of cleanliness to somebody else's without any errors. Like, if you're, if you're trying to step outside of the amount you care about something, there's no way that you're going to execute that amount of caring as well as the person who naturally cares that much. Yeah. 100%. So. That can lead I think to it's... Frustration. Yeah, I think I think in a relationship it can you can make it work if it's just like one or two things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's too many things, then that can yeah put a lot of strain in the living quarters. Mm-hmm. So man, you're just really shooting down everything I got here, man. Yeah, give me another one. Um, grocery shopping. I'm gonna make everybody else upset. <laughs> grocery shopping. If cooking's not easier, grocery shopping's gotta be because. You're already at the grocery store. So what if you guys like more groceries? <laughs> <laughs> well, still, you got one grocery list and you're just getting Man, the I'm groceries. Downer. <laughs> Instead of two trips to the store, only one person has to make a trip. No, yeah. Uh... Oh, man. <laughs> Sydney and I uh, nullify this one, though, because we enjoy going to the grocery store together, so we both go anyway. And then, so we don't really get that extra time of the day mm-hmm. for one of us. But, mm. that being said, if we didn't have time to go to the grocery store over the weekend, I can go while Sydney's at work. Mm-hmm. And I am also much more useful in a relationship, since I work from home for half the year and don't really have to do anything. <laughs> since I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, I guess when I'm home, I... I'm going to toot my horn here, Jay. I know you love when I do that. Toot away, Brian. <laughs> but since lay, I'm lay home on and don't... <laughs> since I'm home and don't have much to do, I'm able to make Sydney's life a lot easier. Because I can run errands for her, I can make Amazon returns, get groceries, I can cook stuff, whatever. It's like anything she wants me to do, she's just like, Brian, knock these things out today. And I'm like, sure, I got nothing better to do. Rudy toot toot, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. Side note. 
I was uh, going to... <laughs> Is that banana treating you in some sort of way? So, funny you should mention it, Brian. I was going to make a joke later about being like, at the end of the podcast, like, can you pick out when I was eating a banana? Because it's a pretty quiet food. <laughs> but it cannot be ignored any longer. I'm pretty sure this banana has a spine of sorts. <laughs> Dude, that happened recently. <laughs> what is up with this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I got halfway through the banana and had to abort. I was like, I can't tolerate this. This is gross. I, can't eat a banana. I hate it. I can't, eat a, I can't eat a banana with bones. It's not. It's like I have to chomp through it. Yeah, the middle's crunchy. Like, there's a, there's a noticeable crunch when you get to the middle. I tried to ignore it, too. I don't know if it's a crunch. It's more like a... There's a resistance. It's kind of like a fish bone. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a membrane of sorts. I don't know. It's yeah. a separate entity. Is that, a, is that an Aldi banana? It was a free banana that I took from work. <laughs> oh, okay. I got mine from Aldi. This, and... one, this is dull. Ugh. Which I think is the bananas yeah. that Aldi has. I don't like Aldi bananas. They're gross. Yeah. Lately, the bananas I've been getting from Aldi, too, um, are, like, super green. And then they go straight from green to brown. There's no yellow middle ground. That's why I don't buy Aldi bananas, man. Yeah, it's terrible. Also, uh, Mark contacted me and let me know that he is equally as outraged at the egg prices at Aldi as we have been. I got eggs for, like, two twenty nine. I think. Yeah, that's insane. It was insane. We're getting off topic. <laughs> We're quick before we get back on topic. Made the mistake of mentioning that I buy two dozen eggs for myself every week. <laughs> oh no. What at work? Head snapped, Brian. <laughs> They're just like, pardon? Because <laughs> I think I outwardly present as like a pretty healthy guy. So then when they find out that mm -hmm. I'm eating 24 eggs minimum a week. <laughs> well, that's what, three... And a quarter eggs a day? Yeah, it's a Three little... Three and a half eggs a day? And to be fair, I think that's a conservative estimate. But, it's... <laughs> How many hot dogs? Because, <laughs> Brian, the thing is, is that I buy 24 a week, most weeks, but then I always eat more than 24 in a week, so then it always ends up that one week out of, like, I'd say one out of every four weeks, I need to get 36 eggs. <laughs> and that's the only trip that i'm really embarrassed about for some reason 36 eggs feels embarrassing um yeah that's a lot and i mean to be fair this week i'm only here for two days and i still bought two dozen eggs but i just wanted to be safe brian <laughs> well jay if you ever want to feel better about your egg consumption talk to talk to my boy jason because when i lived with him in texas i think he was eating seven eggs a day yeah, I know of, like, some beef boys or who... Or six uh, eggs a day. Yeah. Be some beefy boys will wake up and have six eggs. Yeah, that's a dozen every two days. Mm -hmm. For those of you at home keeping score, that is... How many dozen eggs is that a week, Jay? Four and a half? Yeah. Three and a half. Three and a half dozen eggs. Yeah. 42 eggs. 42 eggs. Seven times six. Count them. Rack them up. Put them in the bag. Chop them down. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I also accidentally dropped one of our egg cartons coming home from Aldi this oh, week. Dang. I cracked two of them. We're down two eggs. I don't know how we're going to recover. <laughs> one of my friends, his brother dropped, like, you know at uh, Kroger where you can get, like, the stack of 90 eggs? <laughs> it's like an egg cube. Yeah. 
Yeah. One of my friend's brothers dropped one of those. Catastrophic. Devastating. Like, at that point, the cube is more egg than structure. Like, there's more egg yeah. volume than, like, reinforcement. So when you drop that, it, like, deforms. And you know that, like, whatever eggs were in the way of that are just, like, gone. <laughs> Do you yeah. even try to salvage the ones that didn't crack? Yeah, no, there were there were I mean there's still like fifty good eggs there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yep. Well Jay, to to bring it all back full circle <laughs> when, when you're when you're in a relationship and you live with your significant other, then when you're at work talking about eggs. You can say we get two dozen eggs a week, or we get three dozen eggs a week. Yeah, because for two people, it's not as bad. You don't have to mention that your significant other does not eat eggs. Yeah, Kelly <laughs> ate an egg the other day, and I asked so many follow up questions. I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, she you ate, ate an egg? egg the other day. She, like, <laughs> she never eats eggs, and I'm just like, I love eggs. <laughs> I picture Kelly like holding an egg, just looking at it, and being like. What do I do with this? <laughs> she said she, uh, she, and then, She's okay. Like, put the whole raw egg in her mouth. Well, we need to break <laughs> this down, Brian, because she ate one standalone egg, which, first of all, is weird to me. Um, <laughs> second of all, she ate one standalone egg, and she almost never eats eggs, and she ate this egg, Brian. How do you think she cooked this egg? Um, for, for, if it was a rookie, yeah. I gotta say scrambled. Brian, she poached this egg. What? That's what I'm saying, man. I can't. I've never poached an egg. She's not an egg novice. She, like, has cooked eggs. She knows how to cook eggs. But just for someone who doesn't eat eggs normally to, out of the blue, eat a singular egg and poach it, I was blown away. <laughs> so then I was just like, oh, did you, like, add salt and pepper? Like, did you eat it, like, with toast? Like, and I was asking all these questions, and then I think she felt a little bit, like, interrogated at that point, And I was just like, I'm not... Judging the fact that you poach an egg, I'm enthused about eating eggs. I poach eggs myself somewhat frequently, but like, yeah, I'm just floored. <laughs> you you got to make sure she has a positive experience, though, Jay. You can't scare experience. her off. She's just, yeah, <laughs> she's a little baby turtle just poking her head out of the shell. The egg taking shell. a little nibble of the egg. Yeah, the eggshell. <laughs> so this turtle poked his head out of an eggshell, immediately started eating another egg. That has some dark implications. <laughs> a sea turtle. There could only be one. Its head, <laughs> poked its head out of its turtle shell, realized it was in an egg. Poked its head out of the eggshell. Egg <laughs> oh, man. This is rivaling the Mole People episode, Brian. <laughs> I know. This is really bad. I don't know how we got here. Oh, man. Where did Cletus take us? Okay, so uh, <laughs> hey, what's your what's your recording time at? I'm just curious because mine like glitched last time. Are we at an hour? Oh, I never hit record. You're lying. Yeah, and I'm at 47 minutes. <laughs> Why are you at 47 and I'm at 60 minutes? What happened? Are Dude, we in a time loop? I don't know, man. <laughs> is this a relativity thing? Where uh, what is it? You, there's less local gravity by you, so time is moving slower. I, are you sure it doesn't, I don't know what it is, man. Did I get that backwards? What's the time drag here between <laughs> Cincinnati and Wilmington? What time zone are you in? 
Um, anyways, <laughs> time's up. That's a. All I right. think we well, need to bring that joke back. Oh yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> It's like whenever somebody's hanging I up ch- the phone on you, you're just like, oh, yeah, wait, what, like, what time is it there? <laughs> like, yeah, what time is it? Jam, on the other side of town, it's the same time for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I got to get to bed. Oh, yeah, what time is it there? <laughs> Jay, it's 1 a.m. It's also 1 a.m. For- okay. It well, we need to stop. Well, it doesn't help me because <laughs> the person I talk to on the phone most right now is actually in a different time zone, so. Well, then it's not as fun. It's not as fun when your jokes make actual sense in the real world. Yep. Anyhow, All so, right, Jay. do you have any more points about you, why life is easier with an SO? A SO, if you will? So many, Jay. Um, there's always there's always one more buffer between the entire system falling apart. This is one that we talked about. Where it's yeah. like, if you're by yourself, and you're hungry, and you don't want to cook, if you don't cook, you will go hungry. You will be very hungry. Yeah. And the system falls apart. If you're with someone else, they can be like, hey, I'm cooking. It's literally no more effort for me to cook for two people than for one person. Yeah, you get little, like, bonus treats sometimes. Yeah. I will have to bring the trough in from outside so that I can fit enough ingredients in here. <laughs> but I can... <laughs> I gotta start the fire underneath the food trash can. Cauldron. <laughs> the 55-gallon the drum. Uh, you that know what? Been... That's what I need, Brian. I need a cauldron. <laughs> and I'll be fine. <laughs> But, since you're hungry and you don't want to cook, I could cook for you too. And you're like, oh, man, life on easy mode. Thank goodness I don't have to cook right now. So, yeah. Or, like, laundry. Like, they can do laundry for you. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, boy. Maybe you can borrow some of their clothes. They can do things for you is what we're finding. Um, Well, that's what I'm saying is if you're in a a downswing, maybe they're in an upswing. They're getting getting it done from 9 to 9. And... Yeah, so you can just lean on them for a little bit. Maybe they lean back on you. Point also, is, there's one more buffer in the system. Yeah. And, like, you have somebody who would, like, figure out your systems better than the average person. Like, you can you can count on them more than a regular roommate to, like... Like, there's things that I would never ask a roommate to do that aren't that hard. It's just, like, it would be weird to be like, hey, could you do this for me? Um, whereas, like, if you have that team built of, like, this is a relationship... Then you can, Mm -hmm. like, you can, it, like, extends the line of credit. It's like, I will do slightly more difficult things for you. You can do slightly more difficult things for me. So, like, me personally, I don't dry any of my cotton shirts in the dryer. So, if I asked a roommate to move my laundry, I'd say, hey, just take it out of the washer, set it on the table. I'll take care of it. But if I was asking a significant other, they'd probably, at a certain point, learn that I don't put a bunch of cotton shirts in the dryer. So, they just take all my shirts out, put the rest in the dryer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that one. Looking at you, Kelly. Take notes. (laughs) (laughs) The last last few are more superficial. So one is just, you get to try two things at every restaurant, Jay. That's never Instead of picking the one thing... Really? Remember how often we tried to do that? No, not really. We We probably didn't execute very well. There was a string of like eight times of us trying to do that where... We would say, we would both get, it would, just, it would work out the same way it does in a relationship, where we'd pick two things that we were both excited about, and then we'd be like, oh man, I can't decide, and then we'd realize we were both deciding over the same two, and we'd say, you, do you want to go half and half? And then we'd say, yeah. yeah, and then we'd get our food, and we'd both be like, I'm more excited for this, do you not want to go halvesies anymore? And we'd both say, yeah. Well, then that works out anyway, too. But like, I'm, a lot of times... 
a lot of times you at least get a bite of the other thing though that's true so yeah sydney and i we usually we usually have the same top two or three items on the menu so we'll get the top two and then we each get a bite of each other's and then depending on how much we like each other's stuff maybe we'll go halvesies maybe we just keep our meals maybe we even trade do you ever get out ordered oh yeah we you always have to pick a winner of the meal but then because it's like sometimes it'd be like oh sorry huh I was gonna say, I was what gonna do you say, do yeah, if, like, if you get the worst thing and you want theirs? Well, then you, Sydney gets it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end result. Is she gets it? <laughs> no, um, not really. Like yeah. I win sometimes, but it's like whoever ordered it does. Because usually, too, it's like okay, we both want these things. Which one do you want more? And then it's like we debate over that. Mm. And then so it's like whatever you order, you're committing to. Do you remember that time you got that mushroom sandwich at Mustard Seed? Oh, good God. <laughs> Still the worst thing I've ever ordered at a restaurant in my life, period. Poor, poor dad had to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Do you remember what of his you ate that night? No. I think I had sprouts on it. But huh. I don't know. I just remember I got like a regular burger and I was sitting there eating it being like... Man, that sucks. <laughs> like I was I was living it up. <laughs> I still to this day whenever I order a, like a portobello sandwich or like you a ask? burger or anything in that anything in that realm, yeah. I ask. I was like, is this a cooked portobello mushroom between slices of bread? <laughs> Can you just or- <laughs> say the story now? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not much of a story, but at this restaurant, I got this, I, I saw a portobello burger, so I was like, ooh, that sounds good, I'll get that. Like, for, and, for just for context, the rest of the meals everyone got were, like, normal, they were healthy meals, but they were normal. Yeah. This is, like, a healthy restaurant. Yeah. But then my burger comes out, and it's, like, it's, I don't even remember what was in the sandwich. I don't think there was a if single was just like, element in the sandwich. It was just foraged. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, is it was just, like, raw vegetables and things between two raw portobello mushroom cups. (laughs) I was like, excuse me. I think you've just given me ingredients. (laughs) And I took a bite, and I'm like, this just tastes like I'm eating dirt. It tastes like I grabbed a bunch of things from the side of a hiking trail and put them in my mouth. (laughs) And then you so much... It was so obvious that it was bad. <laughs> I was so distraught, and Dad stepped up and traded meals with me. I don't think I will ever be that good of a father. <laughs> like, <laughs> I often think the same thing when I compare myself to Dad. Like, because how old were you? You were old enough to where going hungry for one meal and, like, getting something to eat when you got home was an option, I feel like. Yeah, probably. Or, like, ordering something else. Yeah, Maybe. wait, why didn't we... Know. Was it expensive? <laughs> I would have ordered something else. I don't know. I would have let my kid order something else, I think, rather than eat that crappy meal off his plate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Oh, Oh, boy. Maybe that is what he did. I don't know. Anyways, another good tangent for the subject zone. Yeah. Um, Another one I have is... Oh, so that uh, two things at every restaurant. Food also applies to beer. You can order your top two beers, and then you each get to try, and then decide who gets what. So that's fun. Um, you always just have a universal peer check on anything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're like going out the door, it's like phone, wallet, keys, water bottle. Do you have the grocery bags? Yada, yada. You have two people running down that list. Yeah. So it's a lot harder to forget things. You always have someone looking out. I definitely reap the benefit more on that end. And I feel kind of like I'm freeloading 
Yeah. Because I feel like Sydney is constantly remembering things for me, and I feel like I never remember anything for her. You so. see, Brian, do you want the cheat code for that? Sure. So, if I foresee uh, Kelly and I leaving a place... Well, I guess this only really came into play when we were at Kelly's house for a few days. Because for some reason, she shifted into a state where she forgot a lot of things. Interesting. Um, and at that point, I stopped giving her chances to remember things. Because I would just see that she left her phone on a surface. And I would know <laughs> we were going to leave at some point. So then I would... it's I like I, I would take it, and I would put it in my pocket. And then I would wait until she start, looked like she was looking for something. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and if she needed her phone, then I would be like, looking for this... Or, but then, <laughs> the best part, the best times were when it would get to the point where we were heading out the door, and then as we were going to the car, she would turn around, realizing that she forgot her phone, and then I would just hold it up and hand it to her. Okay, that's better. Yeah. So if you can orchestrate those occurrences, that's a satisfying yeah, way to, moment. Way to hedge your bets there. Yeah, but you're also, did you say head my bet? Hedge. Okay, I thought that, okay. I didn't think you <laughs> that you didn't know that one, but um, did you just say but, holiday sauce? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So if she's not forgetting things, force her to forget things. So like, hide, give them. her brain damage. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of the two. I'll try both. We'll see which one works better. Um, final point I had was that flights are always more comfy. Oh, yeah. If, if you can sit next to each other. Mm-hmm. So, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> no tangent there. <laughs> Dude, you want to know what's funny, though? Is I was talking about flying on Wednesday. Oh, no. Dang it, Jay, we were so <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, working in an aerospace company now, they're just like, oh, what kind of plane? Or they say, what airline are you flying on? And then I say... This airline. And then everyone says, who who works on those ones? <laughs> and then, and then just like, hey, Warren, any problem with those with those brakes? And then he's just like, eh, we got some vibrations, but that's a long flight, so you should be fine. <laughs> like, Or like, oh, yeah, those brakes run hot, um, but you're going across country. Yeah, you'll be all right. Like, <laughs> I mean, is anyone ever going to say, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not take that flight. Well, Brian's <laughs> brakes are doomed. Did you see the uh, the Spirit Airlines fiasco? No, how recent? Uh, pretty recent, like within the last couple weeks. There was a brake fire. Okay, I think last week. Well, how big were the flames, though? Uh, within code, within regulation. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but ideally, they're not supposed to catch on fire at all. So it's rare that that, that happens. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like that particular break our competitors make, and we know that they have issues, or we know that they have a, a smaller heat sink. Uh, actually, this could um, ooh, I could actually get in trouble for this. I'd, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about okay. why our breaks are better. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keep it vague. But uh, basically, they said, "Hey, those breaks have a problem. Ours don't have a problem." And then I was just like, "Oh." Are my are my brakes gonna catch on fire? And they said, no, no, yours yours are good. Okay. <laughs> I did just book a flight on Frontier, so you'll have to give me the lowdown. No, I think we're on fine. those. Okay, yeah, <laughs> good. All right. 
Well, uh, I kind of forget what I wanted to talk about, Sydney and I both being in a funk at this point. But, I don't know, I guess I'll just start talking and see what happens. That's what I usually do with the podcast. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was for the past few weeks. Um, well, it all started with... Well, Sydney's had plantar fasciitis for a while. That's mm-hmm. been annoying her. And then a few weeks ago, she strained her calf in the middle of a spike ball game. Oof. So she was, like, immobilized, like, couldn't walk for a couple days. And it's been a slow recovery from there. So, obviously, any injury is going to kind of put you in a funk. She was feeling like, I can't do anything, yeah. you know, like, in that kind of mood. And then I, just randomly, as moods come and go, was kind of in, like, a, I call it a staring at the wall mood. I'm like, I have all these things I need to do, and, like, they're things I want to do and things I know I was excited to do, at least at one point, but I'm just, like, in a funk. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like doing anything. So, and those funks overlapped for Sydney and I for, like, a week or two, I'd say. Oof. And it's the the first time that's happened. Like, usually if I'm in a... Yeah, half month of fuck. <laughs> I'm going to that musical festival. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that music festival. You're going to the half month um, of fuck. Gonna get freaking <laughs> wild, man. I, I couldn't get enough time off this year. Um, But yeah, so, so far in our relationship, we're coming up on three years. And it's always been if I was in a funk, then she was in a better mood and could pick up the slack. And if she was in a funk, I would pick up the slack. But for, yeah, like for a half month... <laughs> we were just both kind of down and it was weird because in the moment we didn't really talk about it i think we both knew we were in a funk but neither of us really talked about it or like brought it up um but also i think i think it was really a signal of the health of our relationship or at least um our self-awareness as to our moods, because I feel like a really easy to trap to fall in when you're in a funk is to blame it on someone else or blame it on some external source. Yeah. Like you're looking for you're looking for a reason. We've talked about that. When you're in a bad mood and in a weird mood, you want there to be a reason. Yeah. And I feel like one reason a lot of people jump to is their relationship. And they can be like, oh well, am I with the right person? Are we doing the right thing? Like, do I actually want to be like building this van? Like mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Um, but at least for me at no point, I was like, I would kind of start to think that, like, think like, oh, is our relationship like losing its luster? Like what's happening here? And I'm like, no, Brian, there's nothing wrong with your relationship. You're just in a funk. Like, don't project that on something else. So that's kind of the mental path that I went through. I don't know where Sydney was at if she ever felt like, cause I, in my funk, I felt like I was being a worse fiance oh yeah at this point or significant other so i was like and i know sydney's in a funk too i'm like is she thinking that i'm not good in this like is she having any of those thoughts but we never talked about it until we were both out of the funk or at least i felt like i felt at least like i was coming out of mine she might have still been upset about her injuries and stuff Mm -hmm. but we did eventually talk about it and i was like we've both been in a funk the past couple weeks and like, I'm feeling better now, but, like, that sucked. And she yeah. was like, yeah, that was a really bad two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no, I've definitely gone through some of that, especially, like, on, uh, this, what is it? It's been, it's gonna end up being, like, seven months total, but I think it's been almost five months since I've seen Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, there will be times 
I honestly attribute it mostly to, like, just getting run down and stressed and, like, overarchingly, probably mostly just sleep. Like, I get not enough rest and sleep, and then I get irritable and, like, more just, I don't know, worse, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not like I'd ever, like, Kelly and I have never, haven't yet gotten to a point where, like, we've ever, like, yelled at each other or had anything to really get uh-huh. mad about. Like, we haven't really gone through any, like, periods of turmoil. But there were definitely times where I just felt like for a few days, like, I would be, like, so tired after work that I'd be like, oh, man, I don't really, like... Like, I, I just want to, like, stare at a wall. And I'm just like, but I haven't mm-hmm. talked to Kelly in a while. And, like, I kind of want to talk to Kelly, but it's like... I also kind of don't, and, like, that makes me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> and, like, then it's, <laughs> yeah. like, or then, or, like, we would be on the phone, and then I would hang up and be, like, man, I was, like, really annoying to talk to, and, like, just starting shit for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, little, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, disagreements or, like, playful arguments where I was, like, I was just being, like, difficult to talk to, and not, yeah, like, I, you know, you, you get, you, you do get in phases where... If you're in a worse mood, you feel like you're just being a worse person. And you're just like, uh-huh. man, this is the worst. I suck. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think the important thing in those situations is just that self-awareness. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've gone through that too. And then it's as simple as, like, you hang up, you be honest with yourself, and then you shoot him a text be like, hey, sorry if I was annoying, like... I'm in a funk, it's a me thing, it's not a you thing, like, yeah. I still love you, whatever. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely big on, like, get once you get a moment to yourself, or, like, you know, you take a frickin' nap, if it's because you've been sleeping for, like, five and a half hours the past three days, um, <laughs> you get some distance from the situation, get some clarity, and then you're just like, yeah, hey, like, sorry about that, and I think the the good relationships, like, you know... People can uh, people can take the hit a little bit sometimes, or understand that oh, this probably isn't about me. Um, and I mean, that's definitely hard to do when you yourself are in a funk. And I think that's when it can mm-hmm. lead to a lot of the times of tension, as you said. the The month, the half month of double funk um, was not <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the ideal situation. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of those situations where it's really nice that everything is finite, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in certain situations, too, in certain relationships, it can go the other way, too. Like, um, the person in the funk doesn't have to be the first one to realize that they're being a turd. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been times that I notice Sydney getting more frustrated with me over things that she usually has more patience for or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe she's just, like, getting snippy with me or something. And I'm like are you angry at me or is something else happening? Mm-hmm. And then she'll just be like, I just had a bad day at work. And I'm like, do you need some Sydney time? And she's like, I, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like, yeah. And sometimes she'll just come home and she'll be like, she'll be like, I want to talk to you about work, but I need like 30 minutes to myself. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's just, yeah, just, I guess just having that emotional intelligence, being honest with yourself and making sure you're not projecting emotions where they don't need to be. Yeah. There was a... What was it? Saturday night this weekend was when I really got my good rest. Like, mm-hmm. I slept for, like, 10 hours, and it was great. 
But until then, I was really run down, like really run down. And uh, Saturday morning, after my long run, I had had a really tough long run, and I was exhausted, and I was driving back. And uh, that's my favorite period of time, first of all. Like, one of my favorite times of the weekend is driving back from the long run. I've, like... Yeah. Especially out here in Troy, where it's, like, mostly fields and not a lot of buildings and just, like, nice nature. It's kind of like the Cuyahoga Valley vibe for some of it, but then also, like, Grandma's area vibe for the rest of it. Okay. Uh, But it's just great driving on, like, 45-mile-an-hour roads, and, like, the sun's shining, and I'm done with my long run. It's a Saturday. It's a great time, and I just love listening to music and taking the long way home, you know? Not taking the highway and just... It's great. Um, And I was... so wholesome. I was completely drained. I was, like... I was in a good mood because of the powerful vibes of post-long run, but uh, I knew I was just, like, a shell of a man in terms of, like, energy reserves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I got I got a call from Kelly on the ride back, and I was just like, "I'm ta- I'm taking some J time," and then I did, and I was just like, and I got back, and I was just like, I picked up the phone, I was just like, "Hey," and then she was just like, <laughs> "You sound sad," and I was like, "No, I'm just really tired." <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think it's a very hot take, but I guess in in times of funk, communication mm-hmm. is also a very good tool, even. If it's just communicating the fact that you don't want to communicate right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because being in a relationship can make life feel like easy mode, but if you go about it wrong, it can also make it feel like hard mode, so... Yeah. Gotta make sure you're doing the right things. One last point, speaking of easy mode and coming home from a long run, mm-hmm. favorite easy mode of mine is when I get back from the long run and Sydney has breakfast waiting for me. Oh, hot damn. <laughs> There's not much else you can do in the world that will make a Wilson boy happier. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I'm like getting chills just thinking about it. Unless she <laughs> poaches me a single egg. <laughs> <laughs> One poached egg. <laughs> you walk in, look at the egg, and just say, what the hell is this? Open the fridge. <laughs> That's the last egg. <laughs> Also, the last straw. I'm out of here. (laughs) 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 Alright. You want to cap this one off, Jay? No, we could put a little capper on her, I guess. (sighs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, email into the pod. Um, Tell us about little systems you have that you might not uh, talk about. I'm going to say the email first. Uh, It's weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Um, you can also message us on Instagram at Weekly Wilson Pod or tweet at us at Weekly Wilson Pod on Twitter. Um, yeah, let us know systems you have that you might not tell people about that you think are kind of kooky. Um, you could also tell us uh, how you like your eggs. The, I had a, I had any a, eggs you like. <laughs> I had a better number two example than that from something that we mentioned before. But it's escaped me. I don't want to see your number two example. <laughs> um, but anyhow, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully we you will fly through these emails real quick. <laughs> uh, oh, Brian, <laughs> why do people email us? <laughs> All right, All right real quick. Me. Um, we've got one from, whoa, 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 we got one from Mark. 
Um, he says, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but he wants to hear mine and Sydney's joint opinions on Attack on Titan. How we feel about the story, characters, how we think it'll end. I think that could be a really fun episode that would appeal to very few people. But, <laughs> we have a verbatim request for it, so you better believe we're gonna do it. Yeah. Um, he also wants to hear more about van life. So, yeah, we can have, we could have a Sydney guest episode where we talk about Attack on Titan and van life. Yeah, I think that while that would headline is not appealing to many folks, just hear us out. If you see that title come out for an episode later, don't dismiss it right away. We'll try and keep it non-anime person friendly. We'll try to talk about some broad strokes, thematic things that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be another pitch to the public to just watch anime. We'll, (laughs) We'll make it good. But also, you would probably benefit from watching... The first four, se- the first three, the first four seasons, and the second half of the fourth season, but not the third half of the fourth season, because <laughs> that hasn't come out yet. The third half, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the final season, the final part. Um, anyways, but no, what Jay said, I was being dumb. All right, um, we got another one from Taylor. She's upset because she got her email in last week in time for us to record, and then we did not post. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what, Taylor? We've made a lot of episodes that didn't have an email of yours, so I think that it's a little bit much to ask that we (laughs) deliver without fail, just hoping that one of these days email in, alright? You had the return to the stage. Sometimes, Sometimes we're human, you know? I didn't mean to get that aggressive. Said, I'm sorry. <laughs> she said, hope I get one in this week. Miss your, miss, miss your weekly goofiness. Also meant to say last week that the classical song Jay was scatting at the end is not Bach. It's Vivaldi. She googled that. It, it, it's the spring movement of his oh, four wait. seasons. And it's, what we walked, and it's what we walked out of our wedding ceremony so to. So she didn't google it. <laughs> Man, you just got owned. <laughs> It was classical. It was we we made our point. Yeah, and we have one more from Mark. Um, good afternoon, Jay. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Taylor the love it. Okay. On episode seventy one, we discussed how to productively use extra time when done with work. Jay chimed in at the end about wasting time and talking about how it feels existential to him. How about y'all elaborate on that for us on the next podcast episode? P.S. The eggs at Aldi be like the gas prices out here fluctuating and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, right. that was but, a tight email. A lot of good content yeah. in that one. Yeah, Mark coming through with some episode suggestions. I'm really liking that, because let me tell you, we're grasping at straws sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I'll talk about... Um, Hold on, I need to really break this down again. Wasting time. I might have to go back and listen to that episode to see what we were talking about. Yeah. Because that sounds like something I would happily elaborate about. Ooh, that was fun to say. Happily Happily elaborate elaborate about. That is a a pretty good one. Anyone listening, say that out loud right now. Just feel the way it slips off your tongue. (laughs) What were some of the other good ones? Um, I like, I edited it in an insane asylum. Yeah, that one sucks. I hate that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one hurts. That's more like a Ron Burgundy... Uh, newscast warm-up. <laughs> the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Um, um, in, in, insect midsection. Insect midsection's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
All right, a little dabble, do ya? All classics. Hey, you know what? I already gave you guys the the con the the information to contact us. So just rewind if you forget. Um, uh, but thank you for listening. And until the end of oh wait, I remembered the second thing I was gonna say (laughs) from before. (laughs) Thank goodness. If you've ever eaten a banana with a spine, let us know. Because it's a truly unsettling experience. Yeah, and we really need to get, like, a, uh, a grassroots movement going to lobby against the banana industry. <laughs> Whatever they're doing needs to stop. The people's movement for deboned bananas. <laughs> Spineless bananas. Is it, is it deboned or boned? Because <laughs> we had that whole boned chicken Find out next week on the Weekly Wilson. Skip it a bop, bop, Who's boning the bananas? <laughs> oh, man. I hope we did a thorough background check on Cletus. He looks, I saw him having some shifty looks. He looks like a guy who might bone a banana. We can't release this episode, Brian.